Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Anchor News Connected, an Anchor Weekly Radio Show. Welcome to my show. I am Maria Ilyu, your director, manager, your host for Anchor News Connected. And today we're having a special anchor. Naturally Autistic Anchor Radio. We are now live on the air. It is 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on November 19, 2013, where we are broadcasting from in the Pacific region. And good evening to you, fellow listener, who, ha- who, who happens to be tuning in in this region. But, listener, if you are tuning in from outside the region, whether it be central Eastern, or globally around the world. Good morning, good afternoon, and even good next day to you for joining us here on Naturally Autistic Anka Radio. And the show that is starting right now is Anka Healthy Living, the show where we talk about health and many aspects of health, whether it be mental, physical, or spiritual. We We approach it from all angles. But no matter the angle, no matter the no matter the the microscope, no matter the eyeglass that we examine it, we examine it with uh, every fine detail. The message all comes out the same in the end. Good balanced health will always lead to a good balanced and prosperous future for posterity. So we must all make sure that we strive towards this very noble, vital, and human goal. And this show, like many others on this station, Naturally Autistic Anka Radio, is sponsored by Naturally Autistic Anka themselves and the Gregory Kalura family. Now, if you want information on Naturally Autistic Anka, you may look them up either on their business, website, business home website, which is www.naturallyautistic.com, or if you happen to be, uh, happen to be using Facebook often, they're on Facebook as well, with numerous Facebook pages. They are Anka, Naturally Autistic Anka, Anka Promotes, and both of, them, uh, both of them are sort of like a hub for the news that is happening with Anka and the global autistic community at large. And then there is Naturally Autistic Anka Radio's own Facebook spinoff page, Anka Radio Shows, where you can check out what's on the itinerary for that day. And also, if you if you feel the need, you can drop a line, a comment, or a question, and even interact with the various radio show hosts on this station. 
And there's also two other spin-off pages to, ma- to mention. There is a spin-off page for the Naturally Autistic People Awards Convention and Festival, yeah, with the with the Facebook named the same way. And we also have one for Naturally Autistic Magazine, Anka's in-house magazine. So you may check out those pages as well. And for, for all you Twitter users out there, no, don't worry, you're not in the dark. You won't be left out either. You may follow Anka events and even the Global Autistic Community announcements by looking them looking Anka up under their profile, Naturally Autist, on Twitter. And there you go. And I'm your host, Tim Polipiak, broadcasting to you live from Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. And usually, again, my host would be with me, Colleen Skinner, my co-host, who happens to be a writer and who has a book out right now called Just an Interruption. You can find it on Amazon.com, and it's also available on, on Kindle for you Kindle users. And uh, she also happens to be an expert or an experienced in uh, an experienced grief counselor, particularly when grieving over the loss of a loved one, whether 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 it be by death or other or other by death or just loss in general. Colleen's the one, uh, the one, the one that's the foremost expert, or rather, foremost, foremost experienced. She also is foremost experienced with not all forms of alternate means of healing. So. Yeah, she's got a she's a she's a she's a she's got a variety of things under her belt, and uh, I, unfortunately, I haven't been able to contact contact her. She might have, she might have had a last minute change of plan or something, and and unfortunately didn't have time didn't have time to uh, didn't have time to uh, get get the news out. So I tried uh, tried to contact her, but uh, there was no answer. So uh, we'll just proceed like oh hang. Oh, hang on a sec. We've got something here. I think this may be Colleen herself calling in for, actually calling in for the first time. Well, let's bring her in, shall we? Hello, Colleen. Is that you? It is. Sorry, well, somehow the phone. Well, what do you, you know, You were on the Colleen? phone and you couldn't hear me, so I answered oh, you... it and you couldn't hear me, so here I am. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's, that's interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally got on the show. I'm calling in. Ah, uh, good, 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 good. And it's the first time you actually actually had to go through the studio system, eh? It is. So that was kind of interesting. Well done. We're here. I feel yeah, much better we're here now, Tim. And we're here and in the clear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I was just, again, I was just mentioning, yeah, just ending off with uh, talking about, about us, uh, the fact that, yeah, you... You have a book out called Just an Interruption. It's available on Amazon.com and also on Kindle, of course, right? Excellent. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes, and it is. Uh, yep, and also, yeah, also mustn't forget that you are experienced with you also experienced with uh, grief, and particularly in particular when grieving over the loss of a, lo- a loved one, a loved one, a topic like that, eh, Colleen? Yes, and uh, in any kind of loss. I mean, loss in, in all a- areas of our lives. And all aspects that, of life. Yeah. And I, and you know, it's funny Tim because right now, again, it's the holiday seasons, and it's come earlier again this year. I think, I feel that it has. But well, Christmas always think, happens in November, according to uh, consumer uh, consumer related stuff. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's just amazing. I mean, my daughter's jumping around singing Christmas carols all of a sudden, but. Um, it's quite funny because you can see in some places and 
that the mood is really heightened for people, mm-hmm. and other places it's starting to get a little bit lower again, as the holidays do to most of us or some of us. There's that little bit that you know brings out the sadness or brings out the memories of of something that is uh, we haven't quite dealt with, or or we're feeling sort of sad and blue about the people that aren't going to be here this year that might have been here last year. It's quite interesting. I'm just watching the shift as it as it starts to progress closer as we get to December. Yeah, exactly. Exa- exactly. And there's all signs, all sorts of uh, things happening in the air with the anticipation. Yes. And uh, yeah, and it might relate relate to the topic we're we're talking uh, we're talking about tonight. And if it does, we'll squeeze it all in, listener. But before we do that, listener, we must remind you that Colleen and I, yes, we have our presence on Facebook as well. I have a Facebook page. My Facebook page is, well, named after me, Tim Flipiak, of course. And Colleen, however, has two of them. One is named after her, and the other is named after her book, Just an Interruption. And it's not, and it's not just any Facebook page where you, uh, where you check out what's on the wall. It is also a nice little place where it, can, where it encourages people to be to be to uh, share things and to be communi- uh, and to exchange things as well like uh, for example if you have a question or comment on the subject of grief loss death if you ha- or if you have another question or comment on the subject matter that is covered uh, that we cover on Anka Healthy Living particularly wh- whatever episode you will listen have listened to you feel free to post it on the wall Colleen will get back to you and thus will spark the the ensuing discussion, right, Colleen? Yes, please do. Come aboard. Come aboard and and, um, post anything that you'd like to talk about, and if there's anything that you feel is a little bit too personal, you can always personally inbox me, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, I mustn't forget to mention that. Again, if you don't feel feel the topic or question is, uh, if you feel a little skittish around sharing whatever topic or question you want to share in a public forum, yes, you've got the, you can go private. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's yeah. the option. Exactly. exactly. So here we go with tonight with tonight's Anka Healthy Living. And we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about uh, journeying and and journeys, which is uh which is something that's uh, that's always a part of of the of the human the, the lexicon of the human ex, ex, human existence where everyone everyone has a everyone ha, everyone uh, has the has an ex, has an experience of having gone on a journey and uh, journey, again journey can mean can mean in the literal sense but also it can mean in the psychological sense so to speak and in so the spiritual sense and the spiritual sense too again it's the yeah. same thing with the, with healthy living. We 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 cover health, but from various angles. Again, physical, mental, or spiritual. It's the same there thing with journey. It's the same thing of how of journey journeying and the meaning of journey for and because uh, it varies for everyone. But before we get to that, I'd like us to take a little brief stint back to uh, like us to take a little brief stint back to uh, the last last week's episode. And there was one thing. I'll, I wanted to touch on because I have found a way to really exemp- really exemplify what I mean by, by something that I brought I brought up and uh, recall the la- we recall last week we talked about writing as and healing and we both mm-hmm. brought both of our perspectives for our allotted hours. Now there's one thing 
There's one thing I, I wanted to mention. I, I went into my past briefly about um, when it came to writing and healing. And I talked about what writing stories starring, starring Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot. Roger Rabbit being from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot from The Land Before Time. Now, I, I uh, sort of like gave brief... I tried to give brief examples or tried to, tried to ex- express... Just what it what it was about them that uh, what it was about about them that just that that just really that just really tickled my fancy so to speak and brought my interest up and I can't I couldn't really completely express uh, express the, uh, the 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 relationship that uh, that uh, that I found that I saw in them that and and came to to partition when they came together either in my stories however there is. However, I can give you sort of a, I can give you sort of a, another an allegory, an example of the of the kind of relationship I'm talking about, the kind of pure relationship that that just happens, you know, and and you and when and when I and what happened with the relationship with Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot, I can also sort of like uh, explain, sort of like give an example of the of that kind of relationship with. Uh, some well-known characters, actually, from literature. And what I'm going to do is, I'm actually going to go into uh, the works of C.S. Lewis, particularly the Chronicles of Narnia, and more specifically, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And now, I'm sure, listener, oh. you are very familiar with it, familiar with this story. But if not, if not, then if not, then you then. Learn more. Find out more about it. Learn more more about it. It's a very. It's one. It's actually a very. It's actually a very good story. Very, very good children's story. Actually, although it does it does appeal to it does have a cross universal appeal. And uh, I'm sure so. also, listener, if you were in grade school, you have probably had that read to you, <laughs> as as did I. But anyway, yes. Regarding the the relationship I talk about with Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot, I I was. I was recently reading *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, and there was a section in the story that really, that not only tugged at the heartstrings for me, but it really was similar to the kind of rela- to the kind of relationship, the kind of connection that uh, that happens uh, happens when with Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot together that I saw. So I'm just going to read that read that section here, and it's going to be from Chapter Two, what Lucy found. There. This is after she goes through the wardrobe and go and finds herself in the in the in the in the snow-covered woods of Narnia. And there she meets a fawn. And originally I thought it was a nymph, but it actually was a fawn. And uh, the fawn, they 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 sort of cordially meet each other. And what's interesting was that Lucy doesn't have a, a re, like a, a fearful reaction or anything. She just Says good and just greets the fawn as if there were uh, any other person, and she would greet on greet on the street or just very polite. And so, well, I'll just read the I'll just read the exchange here because it was uh, the the kind of purity of it really f- uh, ties into uh, my, uh, what I found with Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot and what I what I what I uh, built with when writing stories about them. Here it is. Good evening. Good evening, said Lucy. But the fawn was so busy picking up its parcels that at first it did not reply. When it had finished, it made her a little bow. Good evening. Good evening, said the fawn. 
Excuse me, I don't want to be inquisitive, but should I be right in thinking that you are a daughter of Eve? My name's, my name's Lucy, she said, said she, not quite understanding him. Oh, but you are, for, forgive me, you are what they call a girl, said the fawn. Of course I'm a girl, said Lucy. You are, in fact, you human. Of course I'm human, said Lucy, still a little puzzled. Oh, to be sure, to be sure, said the fawn. How stupid of me. But I've never, see, I've never seen a son of Adam or a daughter of Eve before. I am delighted. That is to say... And then it stopped, as if it had been going to say something it had not intended, but it remembered in time. Delighted, delighted, it went on. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Thomas. I am very pleased to meet you, Mr. Thomas, said Lucy. And may I ask, oh, Lucy, Lucy, daughter of Eve, said Mr. Thomas, how, how you have come into Narnia? Narnia? What's that? said Lucy. This is the land of Narnia, said the fawn, where we are now. All that lies between the lamppost and the great castle of Kerval on the eastern sea. And you, you have come from the wild woods of the west. I... I got in through the wardrobe in the spare room, said Lucy. Ah, said Mr. Tumnus in a rather melancholy voice. If only I had worked hard at geography when I was a little fawn. I should no doubt know all about those strange countries. It is too late now. But they aren't countries at all, said Lucy, almost laughing. It's only just back there. At least, I'm not sure. It is summer there. Meanwhile, said Mr. Thomas, it is winter in Narnia, and it has been forever so long, and we shall both catch cold if we stand here talking in the snow. Daughter of Eve, from the far, from the far land of spare Um, where eternal summer reigns around the bright city of Wardrobe, how would it be if you came and had tea with me? Thank you very much, Mr. Thomas, said Lucy, but I was wondering whether I ought to get, be getting back. Oh, it's only just round the corner said the fawn, and there'll be a, a roasting fire, and toast, and sardines, and cake. Well, it's very kind of you, said Lucy, but I shan't be able to stay long. If you will take my arm, daughter of Eve, said Mr. Thomas, I shall be able to hold the umbrella over both of us. That's the way. Now, off we go. Now, the way they greeted each other was just so, it was just... It was just so very natural and very, and very not not forced at all. It was just like two people, two people, you know, very curious people, and that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what and that's exactly how uh, how I how I imagine how I imagine Roger Rabbit and, and Littlefoot would meet as well when I wrote about wrote about them and them joining forces when they first meet for the first time. It's just that innocence, but here it's more, it's more exemplified. And even made even more touching when they're actually in the fawn's place here. And now, just and this is just when, and 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 uh, after this is after they have tea. And what and this exchange here really, really gets to what I mean by what I mean when I say that the that the uh, relationship is. Uh, oh my, I think uh, I think we passed the 15 minute mark here. It's time for. Time for a series of messages before we come back, okay, Colleen? Okay. 
I'm keeping you in suspense, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> you usually do, dear. <laughs> okay. Well, well, don't worry, listener. We'll be right back with more, more after these important messages from the people who who make this show possible. So stay tuned, re- listener, and uh, we'll be right back. Here we go. This is Tim and Tilo from Bear. Find out more more about Naturally Autistic Anka radio shows by looking us up on Facebook. Find out more about Naturally Autistic Anka. Visit www.naturallyautistic.com. This is Naturally Autistic Anka Radio on the air now. It is now 8.19 p.m. at uh, on November 19th, 2013. Uh, Tuesday, November 19th, 2013, where we are broadcasting from in the Pacific region. So welcome back, listener. And uh, the show currently on the air is Anka Healthy Living, which is the weekly Tuesday evening series about t- tackling health. Whether it be mental, physical, or spiritual, whatever the approach, whatever the exa- however the examination, the message is the same in the end. Good, balanced health leads to a good, balanced, and prosperous future for posterity. So let's all strive towards that noble and human human goal and vital goal as well. And this show, like many others on this station, is brought to you by, sponsored by, Naturally Autistic Anchor themselves and the Gregory Kalora family. Now, again... There are many ways to find out more about Anka, uh, Anka, and its pro- and its pro- and the programs on offer, and what it, what it is, what it brings to to the community. That it, you can go to www.naturallyautistic.com, and you can also go to its Facebook pages, which is Naturally Autistic Anka, Anka promotes. There's also the spin-off Naturally Autistic Anka Radio spin-off page, Anka Radio Shows, and there's the spin-off pages for Naturally. Autistic Magazine, Anka's in-house magazine, and the International Naturally Autistic People Awards convention and festival as well, which will be which will which happened recently in 2013 and will be gearing up for 2014. So there you go with the, with the many ways you can find out more about Anka. And for you Twitter users out there, you can find out about about Anka about Anka events, Anka information, Anka news, and the global and the news of the global autistic community by looking them up under the profile Naturally Autist on Twitter. And I'm your host, returning returning again, Tim Polypias, broadcasting to you live from the from Coquitlam in British Columbia, Canada. And with me is my co-host and colleague, Colleen Skinner, who is the author of Just an Interruption, and uh, who is a book, of her, a book of hers available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. And she is also an experienced expert in uh, when it comes to the subject of, of grief, especially when grieving over the loss of a loved one and that hardship, as well as someone who uh, someone who is also experienced in uh, alternative methods of healing, right, Colleen? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Energy work and, and also, healing touch. Yeah. And Sorry, we also have you. Facebook pages as well, listener. Oh, you were going to say something, Colleen? <laughs> no, I just apologize for interrupting you. Sorry. No, that's all right. So anyway, yes, and we both have Facebook pages as well, listener. There is me, my Facebook page, Tim Polipiuk, and Colleen's Facebook pages, Colleen Skinner, that's named after her, and then there's just an interruption named after her book, which is also which also doubles as a little social social hub. So again, any question or comment on death, grief, loss, or any subjects 
that you want to talk about, particularly subjects that, that you have listened, that you have ha- had co- heard covered on Anchor Healthy Living, you can post post your question or comment. Colleen will get back to you and get, hope to get in a discussion ensuing. But if you are still if you are skittish about talking about it on a public forum like Facebook, don't worry. Just go private. Pri- private message uh, Colleen, and you can talk then. Right, Colleen? Yes, please do. And anything that you would like us that like us to cover, maybe on a, on a coming uh, a program coming up, or you'd like a, a certain subject to touch upon, please just let us know. Um, that would be something that we could do also. Mm-hmm. So for an upcoming show on anything that you would like us to cover or discuss. Exactly. Well, you're more welcome to suggestions. Yes, we're all we always are. And any, we are. Anyway, and don't forget to put the, push the like button as a little gift. <laughs> uh, ta-da! <laughs> mm-hmm. So now we return to um, to our show, and uh, I'm just gonna get. Well, I was just re- again. I was gonna. I was reading uh, something, a little passage from Chapter Two of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which uh, is sort of an example of what, of more being of what what I what I mean when I last week on the show I talked about. The like re- relationship that's fostered with Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot when I wrote about wrote stories about them in my youth. So I'm just going to conclude it with uh, conclude it with this little exchange here before here. And this is when Lucy realizes that uh, realizes that she doesn't uh, she really must get, be heading home. Oh, Mr. Thomas, I'm so sorry to stop you, and I do love that tune, but but really I must go home. I only meant to stay for a few minutes. Oh, it's no, it's no good now, you know," said the fawn, lying down its flute and shaking its head at her very sorrowfully. "No good," said Lucy, jumping up and feeling rather frightened. "What do you mean? What do you mean? I've got to go home at once. The, the others will be wondering what, what had happened to me." But a moment later, she asked, "Mr. Thomas, whatever is the matter?" But the fawn's brown eyes had filled with tears, and when then the tears began trickling down its cheeks, and soon they were running off the end of its nose, and at last it covered its face with its hands and began to howl. Mr. Thomas! Mr. Thomas! said Lucy in great distress. Don't! Don't! What is the matter? Aren't you well? Dear Mr. Thomas, do tell me what is wrong. But the fawn continued sobbing as if his heart would break. Even when Lucy went over and put her arms around him and lent him her handkerchief, he did not stop. He merely took the handkerchief and kept on using it, wringing it out with both hands whenever it got too wet to be any more use, so that presently Lucy was standing in a a damp patch. Mr. Thomas, bawled Lucy in his ear, shaking him. Do stop. Stop it at once. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, a great big fawn like you. What on, what on earth are you crying about? Oh, 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 sobbed Mr. Thomas. I'm crying because I'm such a bad fawn. I don't think you're a bad fawn at all, said Lucy. I think you are a very good fawn. You are the nicest, nicest fawn I ever, I've ever met. Oh, oh, you wouldn't say that if you knew, replied Mr. Thomas between his sobs. No. I'm a bad fawn. I don't suppose there ever was a, was a worse fawn since the beginning of the world. What have you done? asked Lucy. My old father now, said Mr. Thomas. That's his picture over the, over the, mant- over the mantelpiece. 
you would never have done a thing like this. A thing like what? said Lucy. Like what I've done, said the fawn. Taken service under the White Witch. That's what I am. I'm in the pay of the White Witch. The White Witch? Who is she? Why, it is she who has got all Narnia under her thumb. It's she who makes it always winter. It's always winter and never Christmas. Think of that. Think of that. How awful, said Lucy. But what does she pay you for? That's the worst of it, said Mr. Tumnus with a deep groan. I'm a kidnapper for her. That's what I am. Look at me, Dr. Aviv. Would you believe that I'm the sort of fawn to meet a poor, innocent child in the wood? One that had never done me any harm, and pretend to be friendly with it, and invite it home to my cave, all for the sake of lulling it asleep, and then handing it over to, to the white witch? No, said Lucy. I'm sure you wouldn't do anything of the sort. But I have, said the fawn. Well, said Lucy rather slowly, for she wanted to be truthful and yet not be too hard on him. Well, that was pretty bad. But you're so sorry for it that I'm sure you will never do it again. Daughter of Eve, don't you understand, said the fawn. It isn't something I have done. I'm doing it now, this very moment. What do you mean? cried Lucy, turning very white. You are the child, said Thomas. I had orders from the White Witch that if I ever if ever I saw a son of Adam or a daughter of Eve in the wood, I was to catch them and hand them over to her. And you are the first I have ever met. And I pretended to be your friend and asked you to tea. Now all the time I've been meaning to wait till you were asleep and then go and tell her. Oh, but you won't, Mr. Thomas, said Lucy. You won't, will you? Indeed, indeed, you really mustn't. And if I don't, said he, beginning to cry again, she's sure to find out, and she'll have my tail cut off, and my horn sawn off, and my beard plucked out, and she'll wave her wand over my beautiful cloven hooves and turn them into horrid solid hoops like a wretched horse's. And if she is extra and specially angry, she'll burn me into stone, and I shall be only a statue of a fawn in her horrible house until the four thrones at Kerperavel are filled. And goodness knows when that will happen, or whether it will ever happen at all. I'm very sorry, Mr. Thomas, said Lucy. But please let me go home. Of course I will, said the fawn. Of course I've got to. I see that now. I hadn't known what humans were like before I met you. Of course, I can't give you up to the witch, not now that I know you. But we must be off at once. I'll see you back to the lamppost. I suppose you can find your way from there back to spare oom and wardrobe. I'm sure I can, said Lucy. We must go as quietly as we can, said Mr. Thomas. The whole wood is full of her spies. Even some of the trees are on her side. Well, I'll just end right there. But you've got, but again, that that one that exchange, especially when Lucy is comforting him. I mean, I, that's the kind of relationship I'm talking about, where two, where two people who don't really know each other then find, then just connect. You know, just happens, and that's what ha- That's what I mean. That's 
that kind of feeling there from that from that passage is the kind is the same is what I'm talking about with Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot. And when I read that passage, it just it was just a great illustration taking me back to what I, what I would bring to the table when I when I put those two together and put them in adventures and have them grow as in grow as, grow as individuals together. What do you think of that, Colleen? Well, that was great. Um, I mean, yes, in that connection, such a quick connection. It, it happens. Doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, it's a very special connection. And, yeah. Uh, and the teaching it brings out the better part, the better part of each person. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, you know, I, the word love does. I think that that's exactly what true friendship and love is, and that connection is is bringing out the best in one another. And you've hit the head nail on the head with with those passages because that's spontaneously happened right then and right there. Um, yeah, spontaneously. And I can, I, there's no thinking, there's no nothing. It's 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 a soul-to-soul connection. It just is. It, yeah, it's just, and it's one of those special things in life, and, and um, fortunately we do have quite a few of those if we allow them to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And those are something that, those are the, the the special relationships that we need to realize when they happen and foster them and and help them to grow and and sort of nurture them because they bring out you know that's your your lifetime friendships or it might even be a friendship that doesn't last very long but a very special connection that you both learn something and give something to each other it's a very good yes, point it, Tim. yeah and not only that it's a incur it's a that in itself is a, is a, is a, is a what you would call another another bit of a journey there, don't you? Don't you think? Oh, very much so. I mean, I think that that's what the friendships cultivate and and uh, produce is a journey of awareness of of yourself, um, mm-hmm. what you're capable of. Because sometimes with those kind, like as you just demonstrated with the fawn, he didn't even know that he was capable of being the better fawn until mm-hmm. he met Lucy. So that's or, a journey uh, for himself. Or, yeah, or the first or that daughter of Eve. The daughter of Eve, yes. So or a daughter it's a daughter of Eve. Yeah. So he's learned something about himself right then and there. Um and that's also the release of, of the tears, you know, and, and such a heartfelt emotion. Validi- yeah, val- a bit of validation for him. Knowing that he's a good guy and and not what he was no, doing, yeah. and he he ended up he ends up choosing right instead of wrong, so Helping he learned her, something yeah. very very true to himself. And as the story progresses, yeah, you learn a lot about the fawn, and you see the relationship develop and and uh, between the two of them, and it, it's a quite a nice story. Yeah, and it's a great. Like it's a, it's a beautiful yeah. relationship that does develop. Exactly, and spurns a journey, and again and again it goes back to journey. And it's good that we talked about this because again, I'm when when talking about journeying, I'm going to actually go go back and give an example of my own journey that I undertook between 2004 and 2006. Kind of give it another spin, so to speak. But okay. I will do that after. But I will do that again after this next break, okay, Colleen? I'll be right here. Yeah, I hope and uh, hope hope you'll be here too, listener. I 
I'm sure I'm not letting. I'm having you wait with bated breath for the, for this. But uh, again, be be patient here. We're just going to we're just gonna we'll be right back after these important important messages from the people who from the people who make who make this show possible. Here here we go. You're listening to Naturally Autistic Anchor Radio. Find out more about the International Naturally Autistic People Awards Convention and Festival by visiting www.naturallyautistic.com. Yes, the Naturally Naturally International Naturally Autistic People People Awards Convention and Festival. We just had a very successful one in 2013 uh, that ha- that occurred on the Sunshine Coast in British Columbia, Canada. All for all sorts of people from all over the globe came to attend this attend this special occasion to come together as a community and to find out what each and every one of them are doing and contributing to their own to not only the community to not only their own community but the global community at large. And it was quite a su- quite a success and it just proved that uh, it's getting bigger. The awards are getting bigger ever since they they first started and 2013 was a great example of just how big it, it got and there is and there's no telling how big it's going to get next year. In fact, I've got a little bit of a piece of news for you listener regarding those awards. The 2014 14 awards nominations have gone out. That's right, nominations. The call for nominations for the 2014 awards it's out. So if again, if you have if you know someone someone who uh, that you feel is doing a great jo- job for not uh, for uh, their uh, autistic person who is doing a great job for their community whether it be uh, whether they be a writer or an artist or someone who owns their own business or or just is involved with the, all kinds of volunteer work out there or even has their own own volunteer, volunteer headquarters that helps other people other people in their situations just nominate them Sen- Go to www.naturallyautistic.com for more information to, to in order uh, or more information on how to nominate that special person you feel deserves this coveted trophy of from the Naturally Autistic People Awards Convention and Festival. So please do that and be on the lookout for more information and more news on the 2014 awards by going to either naturallyautistic.com or to the Facebook spin-off page. International Naturally Autistic People Awards Convention and Festival. You can also visit the Facebook pages of Na- called Naturally Autistic Anka and Anka promotes as well to uh, get more news on that. So there you go. And this is N- Naturally Autistic Anka Radio, and you're listening to the show Anka Healthy Living, the weekly Wednesday, Tuesday evening series about health, whether it be spiritual, mental, or physical. It's all the same message in the end when you think about it. Good balanced health leads to a good balanced and prosperous future for posterity. So let's all strive towards that very noble, very vital, and very human goal. And this show, like many others on this station, is sponsored by Naturally Autistic Anchor themselves and the Gregory Kalura family. Now, naturallyautistic.com is Anchor's home business website. And on Facebook, Anchor is known as Naturally Autistic Anchor. Anka promotes. There's also Naturally Autistic Anka's spin-off spin-off page for Anka for Naturally Autistic Anka Radio Anka Radio shows. There's also the spin-off pages that I mentioned before. For example, International Naturally Autistic People Awards Convention and Festival, and then there's one for Naturally Autistic Magazine, 
Anka's in-house magazine, which has its new, its new issue out, and it's been available for some time, so please subscribe and, find, and go to that page for more information on how you can obtain a copy, and even look it up as well. And on Twitter.com, you Twitter users can uh, get news on Anka and the global autistic community by visiting Anka under its avatar, avatar Naturally Autist. And I'm your host, Tim Polipiak, returning again, broadcasting to you live from Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada, which, and it's now November 19th, uh, 2013, Tuesday, November 19th, 2013, 8.39 p.m. in the Pacific region. And my co-host, is returning, who is returning as well, is Colleen Skinner, author of Just an Interruption, and also spe- specialist in grief counseling, particularly when grieving over the loss of a loved one, and also experienced as well in alternate, alternative forms of, of healing. Welcome back, Colleen. Great to be back. Ah, uh, yes. And don't forget, Facebook pages, we've got them too. I've got my Facebook pages, Tim Polipiak, and Colleen has two of them. Colleen Skinner, and I must add that her name is spelt with one L, not two. So Colleen Skinner. And then there's just an interruption named after her her book. So it also doubles as a social hub. So again, if you wanted to, want to get a discussion going on a particular t- topic that concerns you or you want more information on, just post it on the wall. She'll get back to you. And again, you can also you also have the option of going private, private messaging her if this if this topic is really rather sensitive and not fit for but public consumption, particularly online public consumption, eh, Colleen? Yes. <laughs> For your privacy, if you wish, please just inbox me, and I'll be happy to get back to you. Ah, uh, yes. And actually, Colleen, do you does, does your Facebook page have your email on it? My email? Um, no. No. It doesn't. Actually, that's a good question. I should probably put it on there, shouldn't I? I can put on just an interruption, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I will. So you can, but if you want me to email you, you just, uh, you can go into uh, personally message me and leave your email address and I can get back to you if you want to communicate that way too. Yeah. And I will. Oh, there you go. Thanks for, uh, that's good. And the listener feels, uh, would actually, uh, probably feels good now that they have uh, other options as well to contact you. Or at least let, let you know that you want to talk. Yes, please do. Please do. Uh, okay. Now, don't oh, don't forget the cherry on top. The like button. The like button. Yeah. You've got to hit that it. like button. We're growing, and actually we've been growing quite nicely lately, so that's it's a very nice thing to see. It's a positive thing to see so that people are looking at the inspirations and, and enjoying the inspirational quotes that are, that are coming out. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see that. Well, so again, happy to, I'm happy to I'm happy to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so if there is anything on there again that you would like more of, I'd be happy to to uh, research it and find it for you, and start posting those too. So please come on to Just an Interruption, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Yes, and now we bo- we come back to the main portion of our program, and we were talk we had begun to, uh, begun mentioning journeys, and I'm again I. But I wanted to take a brief jaunt and uh, into last week's episode and kind of clarify a little bit about what what and the kind of relationship I see and when I when I wrote or I saw when I started writing uh, writing adventures starring Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot and again I read a passage from Chronicles of Narnia part- well specifically the Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe chapter two 
And, uh, again, that relationship between Lucy and the fawn, even though they've just met, that's what I'm... That's the kind of, the way it conveys that kind of warmth and 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 innocence and just purity. That's the kind of relationship that I convey, that I wanted to convey when bringing Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot together. The kind of thing I saw saw when putting them through the ringer, so to speak, in adventures of my own choosing. So they're great great example. And uh, again, I must I must emphasize keep read the line the witch in the wardrobe find out more about it it's a good good book in fact the, all the Narnia series is well very influential and very iconic actually you won't be disappointed it's a beautiful series yes I, I just and, love those uh, books yep yep and I, I'm finding myself liking them again again after rereading after starting to reread them mm-hmm. so here we go again now we go to journeying journeys so to speak and I'm going to offer you my perspective, and I must remind you, listener, we, but we will offer our perspective in our allotted one-hour slot. So for the first hour, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat, and in the second hour, it's all given up to Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, regarding, uh, regarding what, a, what a, uh, it's a, a journey is sort of like a, a, another way of saying what a person finds. Well, but a person finds him or herself embarking upon, like it could be the, a road to a, a destination, so to speak, I, or any kind of destination. And even if they don't have an idea or a clear understanding or understanding of what the destination is, they still just the fact that they're on that they're on that road and they're aware of it means that they've already they've already start, started that journey, but. But even when we reach that destination, Colleen, we remember, we mostly remember the road rather than congr- rather than spend too much time congratulating ourselves on reaching that destination. Oh, exactly. I mean, the road is what gets us there and teaches everything. Exactly, and everything that we've experienced that builds us. Mm-hmm. You have to take. I mean. Uh, well, we'll wait till my hour before I I take that up. But uh, yeah, yeah, a journey okay. is <laughs> is definitely. I mean, getting on the road to your journey is the better part of that journey, I believe. Oh yeah, and especially the most memorable. Right, right. Yeah, and most and a lot of journeys they start. Most most journeys have a start which is fashioned around sort of a. Sort of a, que- a question that people ask themselves, like, and any- anyone can have a question that the only uh, that the and that the only way to discover the uh, their uh, the answer for uh, to for their for themselves is to, well, some questions well require you to go out there and look on Earth and peek under the rock, so to speak, in order to uh, to experience to uh, well, most questions have an ex- answer that's related to experiencing it rather than analyzing it and. Uh, and just uh, staying in the same same spot, so to speak, without without mo- moving forward, eh? right, Colleen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the beginning of your quest or your journey is is sort of the spark of where we go, and then. So let's hear about your your journey. What is your journey? Oh yeah, I'm. I was about to. I was about to get to that actually. But I'm just going to I'm going to try more. to explain journey, and then it's going to take up a lot of time, so I don't want to <laughs> take up your time. Well, then you can do that in the second hour. <laughs> That's right. So I'm I'm trying to be good here, Tim. I'm being good. Yeah. Some well, some journeys start where, and some journeys start where everything ends. 
like losing sight of... Yes, they do. That was where I was going to go with that, and I... Well, don't worry. Yeah, and this will be covered in the second hour with Colleen, where she... Where she can offer her perspective on on that, but let's go to what we're all we've all been waiting for. What I forced you to wait for, <laughs> <laughs> and that is my little journey, which was uh, well. To say, I believe I I want to go back to the year two thousand years two thousand four to two thousand six, and I sort of embarked on a journey on my own personal journey myself, finding what it means to be who I was outside the realm of being autistic or autism advocacy like cuz I'd or I've been f- so firmly entrenched in it that at times like I, at times I I forgot I forget I forget that there was another that I was sort of like not paying attention to another to another part part of me which is more like the the me outside of all that and it sort of added to my dis- to my period of it really added to my period of discontent and and so I remember I remember when I was on that journey things that were really influ that started influencing and and sort of like getting me back in touch with who I who I was and one of the, one of those things was family and so and I'm sure it's and I'm sure it's very universal for me, for those who are trying to find rediscover their roots so to speak when they when they when they just are when they feel entrenched in a fog that covers up that covers up their that covers up their awareness of who they are, and I remember I remember going to my cousin's wedding, for, and it was the first time I ever traveled on an airplane. So that was quite an ex- that was quite an experience quite an experience that added to my journey. How how I would feel dur- uh, traveling by plane to a destination, which I'd never done in my life. So uh, when I was when I was at my cousin's wedding. I actually stayed at my grandmother's house, and I remember, and and sort of, and it really brought back a lot of memories for me, because I remember, I because I because I, one of the routines was I would I often go to my grandmother's house for for visits and stuff, and even just stay over as well, mm-hmm. and just go just going there, like seeing my going like going up to uh, to the upstairs level and seeing the bedroom that I slept in, that was. And uh, that was that really hit really hit hit me that the fa- the fact that the fact that years later I was uh, years later I'd be looking at uh, looking at the the place where I spent where I spent a lot of my a lot of my uh, childhood mo- much much of my childhood which, which was at my grandmother's place and remembering say, saying Italian saying the, a prayer in Italian all the time before going to bed on, on my grandmother's assistance and just no and, right on yeah and just uh, just generally, uh, just remembering the atmosphere that that bedroom brought, and what especially ma- made it uh, more potent for me, poignant for me, was I, when I was with my uh, my uh, little, when I would meet my little cousins, uh, cousins for example, I was with one of them, and uh, I was uh, sort of like going, giving him a little tour of the, of the upstairs place and t- talking about the room. <laughs> oh, cool! And it was it was the first time I actually was passing something down onto. Onto somebody else in my own bloodline, or part of my blood, uh, part of my uh, family tree, and mm-hmm. and uh, just seeing, well, just seeing, and just seeing those cousins I knew grow all grown up, it uh, it, it just sort of, well, it just sort of like uh, brought a, 
it sort of brought uh, brought a little great great uh, a great reminder of uh, a great reminder of like all of what sh- what shaped me as a child, so to speak. So uh, yeah, fa- especially being at my cousin's wedding, and it was the f- it was the first time that because in a long time that I actually was uh, that I was actually re- when I really was. When I really was inspired, I really was inspired to just you know be be hanging hang around with my roots, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, considering the fact that I hadn't seen them since 1996, we did visit when we moved here. We did visit them for Christmas, but that was about it. Like that was about it. That was the I remember the early 2000s. We visit uh, 2000s sometime. We visited my grandmother's for Christmas, but that was the only time. That I would re, uh, re um, that I would revisit my family again in Toronto, Ontario, mm-hmm. and it wasn't so. It wasn't until 2004 that I would see them again. <laughs> so that's quite a gap, so to speak, eh, Colleen? It is. It is. Yeah. And another thing Lots that changes was, in those time. Yeah, and it also get, brings with you uh, another perspective when, as you uh, when as you find find things have changed. Right. And not right. only that, another another part of my journey was, well, the journey with my writing. Like, I was, I was, I, I, I knew that I was, I had, a, I had a talent, but what was my passion? What was my, what was, what exactly was was, was my writing saying? And okay, so, hold on, I'm going to stop you here for just one second. You just said you had a talent, and you had, and you wanted to know what your passion was. I got it. Regarding within that talent. Okay, like what, what, so what stories I, I wanted to tell? Did you have with your passion? Okay, with your talent, did you feel that your talent was a passion? You know, well, it, was I, part, it was part of a passion. Okay. Part of the passion. It's the. It's. I just didn't know what's what. Uh, I just didn't know what stories I wanted to tell. That okay. had again. I'm. That had nothing to. That had little to do with the. Uh, like autism and autism advocacy, and uh, and uh, and well, and stuff like Roger Rabbit and Littlefoot and all that, and, all, and other material I covered. I was just trying to distinguish between between um, talent and passion. Like there's a there's a very there's a big difference between those two. One, even if you have a talent, it doesn't necessarily have to be your passion. Is what I was trying oh. to get to. Oh, I see. Uh, yes. So I was just trying to distinguish see if there was a you know a, a line there that you had connected yet but I'm you're about to I can see it's coming yeah well well what I what helped me was when I was exploring gra- exploring graphic novels and snatching them up and re- and reading I also mixed in some some well-known novels even though I wasn't too cr- I wasn't too par- even though I wasn't too partial about reading the written word as it is on a novel but it was actually the, going through graphic novels and reading, reading them, and, and just and just being inspired by by those stories that 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 eventually got instilled in me, like just you know the the love of love of writing uh, that had just writing uh, writing stuff that had not that was separate from being autistic and the advocacy that I was uh, that I was uh, that I had undergone since uh, being with Anchor. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that was part of my journey as well, and uh, what part of part of the writing was finding positions 
was a sort of like a, well, writing articles for mental health issues. I was, I actually was part of the, the new, I actually, again, I submitted an article on mental health issues for the Vancouver Richmond Mental Health, uh, Mental Health, uh, what was it, Vancouver Richmond Mental Health Society, I think it was Society, Society, and uh, that was what they were known of it. Or association. I rem- that was what they were known of, known as at the time. They've gone through a name change. But when I found them, I uh, that was uh, that was what they were going by. And I I was encouraged to write an article article for the newsletter, which I did. And then there was another ar- newsletter I I joined joined with. Uh, and I c- trying to I think it was the I think it was the Coast Post because it was part of Coast Mental Health. Post post, yeah, I think that's what it was, and it was a uh, it was a great it was a great great way to uh, you know try and see what uh, and hone my my writing through that uh, subject, and uh, every now and th- and every now and then just write stuff for myself on the side re- regarding st- general stories, and so that was p- part of my uh, part of my part of my journey for myself when. During 2004 to 2006, but there was also people involved as well. There was uh, the people at Vancouver Richmond Mental Health Society or Association. I again, I'm trying to. My mind's a little fuzzy at the moment. But when I right. I I found sort of like a. I found sort of a, a great a great friendships there, that helped, built built me as a person, and I even became a member of the of their of the of their board. The bo- on their board, just out of out of encouragement from the from the organizer there, and being on that board really, just being with, with those people did, uh, really uh, really shaped me. Just uh, at finding uh, just shaped me in in getting awareness of who who I was on the inside as an individual. <laughs> so were being with people at the Gastown Vocational Services at the time, just mingling with the people there doing their programs. And even having a, getting a sort of a jo- uh, experiential, experiential job at the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra as a data entry, entry, in data entry, and that's where I met a woman named named Nancy, and she was a coworker. But then we started developing a friendship, and through that friendship, just being together, you know, at, with uh, doing uh, with doing coffee and stuff, it really, it really, it just re. Just having her and relating again, there was that connection, and through that connection, just solidified the the other side of me, the other side of me I'd been gaining awareness of as a as a as an individual, as a human being. And of mm-hmm. course, I mustn't forget Tara, which was another connection. We've we've been close for a while now, and uh, we've done a lot of things together. We for pleasure, we were, uh, and also social things as well. Go, like going uh, every Christmas, um, every Christmas we used to go and see a Christmas choir. There were the- theatrical productions and movies as well. We just uh, and again ju- just be- uh, going, uh, just getting uh, getting involved with the the art. Well, seeing things from the, from an arts perspective together, as well as uh, just being with each other, helped. Uh, that those were the, also another ingredient in shaping who I was as, as an individual on my journey. And so to that, at that point, when at 2006, when I did rejoin Anka, I had I, fi- I, fi- I 
I, I, I had completed that journey, but I was on another one. But still, I mean, it's an example of a, of a, of a journey that I was on and uh, which... Uh, Shape me into who shape me into who I who I who I am. That kind of thing. Yeah, you went on a self awareness journey, self discovery. Yes, self discovery. Yes. And uh, but before we go on, uh, we're we're getting uh, close to the second hour, so uh, I'm just gonna we're just gonna transition into the second hour, Colleen. Okay. Okay. And uh, and we'll continue with our talk here and uh, with uh, journeys and. For and for that transition, we'll play that uh, our theme for theme uh, theme for the 2013 Naturally Autistic People Awards Convention and Festival, "Moving Out of the Shadows" by Samantha E. I think we'll just play play that uh, just for to build us up for 2014. So uh, from now on, so here we are with "Moving Out of the Shadows" with Samantha E. The theme song from the 2013 Naturally Autistic People Awards. We'll be right back, listener, and uh, stay tuned for the second hour of Anchor Healthy Living, coming up here on Naturally Autistic Anchor Radio. Okay. <laughs> Look out, world, we're coming, and now we're moving fast. It may be the first time you heard all cry, but it sure won't be the last.
This is Tilo Many Bears from the group Bear. Find out more about Naturally Autistic Anchor Radio Shows by looking us up on Facebook. This is Tilo Many Bears from the group Bear. You are listening to Naturally Autistic Anchor Radio. And good evening once again. Naturally Autistic Anchor Radio is on the air for its second hour tonight. It is now 9.04 p.m. on Tuesday, November 19th, 2013, excuse me, where we are broadcasting from in the Pacific region, Pacific Standard Time, that is. And for you, listener, tuning in in that region, good evening, welcome. And if you, listener, are tuning in outside that region, whether it be Central, Eastern, or globally around the world, good morning, good afternoon, or even good next day to you, good next day to you, wherever you are tuning into, wherever you are tuning into from. And the show that is now entering its second hour on this station is Anka Healthy Living, in the Tuesday weekly Tuesday evening series about looking at health from various angles and perspectives, whether it be mental, physical, or spiritual. It's all the same message that comes out in the end. Good, balanced health will always lead to a good, balanced, and prosperous future for posterity. So let's all strive towards that human, noble, vital, and vital goal. So, uh, yeah. And this show, like many others on this station, Naturally Autistic Anka Radio, is sponsored by Naturally Autistic Anka themselves and the Gregory Kalora family. Now, if you want more information on Anka and what it has to offer, and as well if you want to get connected with the global autistic community and what they're doing, you may go to either their home business page, naturallyautistic.com, www.naturallyautistic.com to be exact. You can all, but, and the, but you can also visit Facebook, their Facebook pages as well, which are Anka, Naturally Autistic Anka, Anka Promotes. There's also... Naturally Autistic Anka Radio's spin-off page, Anka Radio Shows, where you can check out what's on the itinerary for that for that day, in addition to dropping a line or even post or even interacting with the various radio show show hosts from this station. And there's our two other spin-off pages, Anka's two other spin-off pages. Naturally the International Naturally Autistic People Awards Convention and Festival Facebook page of which 2014 is just around the corner, and uh, and of which uh, nominations are now have now gone out. So our call for nominations has now gone out. So please visit that page and naturallyautistic.com for further details. And then there's nat- a spin-off page, Naturally Autistic Magazine, which is Anka's in-house magazine as well. They have their new issue out, and it's been out for quite some time. So if you want more information on that, more news on the concern related to that. And if you want to subscribe or pick up a copy, visit that Facebook page and, again, naturallyautistic.com for further details. And for your Twitter users out there, you will not be left in the dark either. You may visit, uh, you may find out about Anka News and uh, what's, uh, what's upcoming with the global autistic community at large by visiting, their, visiting them under the profile Naturally Autist. So there you go with Twitter. And I'm your host for this second hour, Tim Filippiuk, broadcasting to you live 
and uns- and uh, in the flesh, so to speak. Well, as in the flesh as we're going to get on an online forum. Uh, <laughs> Uh, from Co- live from Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada, and also with me is my co-host and colleague Colleen Skinner, who is a writer, which uh, with of a book that is out right now called Just an Interruption, available at Amazon.com and also available on Kindle, if you if you uh, fancy uh, reading uh, reading from that using that tool, and she is also a specialist in grief counseling, particularly when grieving over the loss of a loved one. And also an experienced uh, an experienced uh, specialist also in uh, alternative forms of healing as well. Right, Colleen? Yes, thank you. Welcome. Well, well, oh, yeah, welcome to the second hour, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Good to be back. <laughs> I kind of mixed that up around. I kind of mixed that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We got to the same spot. Just a different yeah, direction. Yeah. Good. It, it helps to stir the pot, so to speak. It does, and you see, you took a different journey on that one than your regular well, one, so it all worked out fine. You got to if you got to if you want to stay fresh. <laughs> that's right. Well, actually, that's what I was. That was sort of my opening line on that one. Yeah. Got to take a journey, otherwise everything gets stale. And stagnant. And stagnant, very stagnant. Yeah, but and that's so. What. And also, listener, you can also you can also look us up on Facebook as well. My Facebook page is Tim Polipiak. Colleen's has two of them. Colleen Skinner, and I remind you, listener, the name Colleen, her name, Colleen, is spelt with one L, not two. So uh, Colleen Skinner, and then there's just an interruption named after her her own book that's out right now. And uh, again, it doubles as not only a Facebook page for the book, but also a Facebook page to encourage interaction. In a little safe, in a safe forum. So again, you have a question or comment on any topic in part, topic that's uh, that, uh, a topic that has to do with grief, sadness, loss, or just any general topic, even ones that that uh, we talk about on Anchor Healthy Living on this program. Just post it on the wall. Colleen will get back to you and and then stir um, and then stir up a conversation. But again, if you are a little skittish around. If there's a certain topic that you feel is a little bit sensitive and not fit for public consumption, don't you worry. There is the option to talk about it with Colleen in private. So you're free to do, free to do that. It's, uh, it's good to have that option, eh, Colleen? It is. It is. There's lots of sensitive subjects that you're not quite ready for the world to hear. So or you just don't want, want to sure. hear, or you don't want the world to hear if it's none of their business. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you don't like forget the like button. We mustn't forget Don't forget the like, the like button. button, please. Yeah. Got to hit that like button. So now we come to the second hour, which is uh, of this show. And for the first hour, we talked about journeying and journeys. And I offered my journey from 2004 that I embarked upon on 2004 to 2006. It was a very sig- very significant journey in terms of growth, both uh, mental and spiritual as well, and uh, and, and, human, and human too. So... Uh, it involved a lot, a lot of different aspects. There was writing, uh, which was which was my writing that I explored, which was being with family again, again. And the reason why I bring why I, why it's so it was so precious to me was because again I moved we moved here in British Columbia in 1990 to British Columbia in 1996 from Ontario, from Ontario, the province where I was born. And most and I hadn't seen my relatives 
for a while for a while since 1996 until we visited them that one time in Christmas in the early 2000s. But that was it. Apart from that, so the only contact we've had with them was over phone. Unfortunately, phone is never a good substitute for or in-person interaction. So it's like the same thing with the internet. So uh, just seeing them again after going to my cousin's wedding that really uh, was a part of my journey, and uh, especially as uh, seeing them the same same or a little bit younger than you in their adult years when you when you know when you've known them since their since they were their childhood. That really uh, puts everything, a lot of things into perspective. There was also, uh, when it comes to my writing, uh, being uh, being sort of a writer, being writing, a writer for, a, for newsletters, writing on issues mental, for mental health, and being with people, like for example at the Vancouver Richmond Mental Health Society, as it was known at, at the time in 2004. They've changed their, they've kind of, they've changed things. And so uh, now. And then it was Gastown Vocational Services, just being with the people there. I, it built, that was a part of my journey as well. And then there was, uh, you know, just me and two, uh, two people and other people in my life that, that were in my life. Nancy, that was a co-worker at uh, Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, da- data entry, and uh, in that position there. We hit it off and became friends. And then there was Tara, someone I've known for since the early 2000s, actually. Yeah, early 2000s, and we're there, and we've, uh, and just doing stuff with the, uh, being uh, with her as well, re- just solidified that other side of me that uh, I kind of lost sight of, uh, sight of, uh, going leading up to the year 2004. So you call that a really significant journey for me, and it's an example of a journey. And the thing is, though, a lot of people think journeys, think journeys end. But there's one thing, there's one question we've got to ask. Do journeys truly end, or are they infinite? Colleen, you want to offer your opinion on that? <laughs> uh, thanks, Tim. That was a good, right in there. Well, of course, I believe, again, on that our journey is, is continuous. Um, there is no end. We spend, spiritually, we spend time this lifetime, and then, you know, going on to others. It's it's a forever thing that we're learning. Uh, and a journey is always something that we continue each day um, in our own special way and develop ourselves. And it's a it's a lifetime of learning about ourselves and who we are and, and our surroundings. Um, the one thing about journeys, my perspective on journeys is understanding that journey, trying to figure out the connections to each separate journey making it into the whole journey that we take um and again a journey like you said earlier is not just about the beginning of a journey we find another path that we find when one part of our lives ends and we have to go into to a new one um understanding our own personal journey as far as health wise mental health spiritual health of course like what we say it all fits together these are one of the, again, as we've touched on before, is something that we have to stop and, and take a take a close look at and uh, sort of examine it and not let everything fly by without sort of poking it and, and seeing what how it's affecting us and uh, now what we're doing with it. I mean, I bet if you looked at some of what you've described, 
um, as your journey. There were probably some areas in there where your health would have been affected by being either tired, um, maybe having dreams, not sleeping, uh, maybe your anxious being your anxiety level would have gone up a little bit, um, hard to focus. All those things take part in our life when we're sort of feeling unsettled. And when that happens to us, we know that there's time for us to look at something that what's going on or what isn't going on and and taking maybe a different path or a different route to sort of get back on the track. And again, you just said you said something about passion, like your passion talent. and finding our passion. Yeah, finding the passion in 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 my talent when I was when when I was embarking on that uh, search, so to speak. We've discussed passion so much on, on our previous shows, and again, it it just clarifies right here. Sometimes we don't know what our passion is, and it take it takes us a long time to discover what that is. We may find bits and pieces, and sometimes those passions even change. Um, you know, they might change direction, or or you might find a different way to develop those passions that you feel. But I think that one of the most important journeys in our life is to find out what that passion is. Because we're here, I truly believe, we're here on the planet. You know, we really have something that we're supposed to be doing. You know, like our, what we're meant to do. What we're, mm-hmm. how we're meant to make that mark on this planet while we're here. And, uh, and leave it when we leave. And it will still, pieces of it will linger. You know, again, either if it's in artwork or or visual arts or whatever you do um planting flowers um planting trees i mean it it doesn't have to be on this grand scale yeah it could be even the the kindest gentlest um thing to create that will last forever or last you know make our piece of us last forever in what we do on this planet Leave behind a legacy, so to speak. And that is part of our journey. I mean, and I think that we have a, a, a hole in us if we don't find out what that passion is. And I yeah, think that's yeah. where a lot of people, you know, sort of, again, are, are scattered and, and go out and, and feel like they're not quite 100% complete or there's something missing. You hear a lot of people saying, well, there's just, you know, yeah, life is good, but it's just not all that. And I think with most of those those individuals, it's because they haven't found that passion that's on that journey, which is our own personal journey. They haven't found out what it is that makes them alive and, and want to get up in the morning and, and strive for for whatever that is, whatever that whatever's beckoning or calling in them. And it's a very important piece to a whole person. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, you th- yeah, you mentioned we mentioned passion and passion again. Passion doesn't have to specifically be too closely tied to talents or or stuff that stuff that we like that we like uh, that we work that we work at in terms of you know you know what we what we bring to the t- bring to the table like passion can be can just tie to passion in life exactly 
and, and that's that's a huge point for us to realize, right? I mean, you can have talent in writing, you can have talent in drawing. Um, it doesn't. You can have just have talent in ge- you can just have talent in general, yeah. And it doesn't have to be that passionate thing that you that you're leaving behind, or you have to that that fills you know that comforts you, that that gives you that zest for life. Um, and individually on 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 different journeys, I mean, we have so many concerning what we like to do: uh, friends, friendships, marriages, children, family obligations, work. I mean, it's all out there. I mean, our whole life is one big giant journey uh, with all these little crossroads in it. And sometimes, you know, within that journey, we take the wrong road or we just veer off in in a different direction than maybe we should have gone. But maybe that's a lesson that we had to learn. Right. So some of those some of those singular journeys that we take that are just sort of little cutoffs are lessons that we need to learn, needed to learn to get back onto the other road and continue our path down down to the end of the other journey. I mean, or maybe those cur- or maybe those curves and cutoffs for, that you mentioned, maybe they actually had to had to happen. That there, that there, that that the alternate path that you find yourself on, uh, there is it ha- like there's always that saying, everything happens for a reason. So there right. is the poss- there is the possibility that again you you don't if you're not on the if you're not on the straight straight and narrow and you and you're on a curve or or on an on an uphill uphill or downhill climb that uphill not going downhill back to the back to the back to your original road it's uh may, maybe it's there maybe it's there for a reason you know that and mm-hmm. and that that if you need in order to find, to and if you don't know that reason, well, the only way well, you'll find out is to just tra- traverse it. Right, and and we're all going to find roadblocks, roadblocks, as like, or or places where we're standing still, going, you know, what do or I there, do? Or there, or there are just like uh, there are there are alternate alternate there are there's that alternate there's that alternate path, alternate path. Right, and I I love the the way you you know explain on on being involved in one thing and then needing understanding that you needed to get away for a certain amount of time um, to sort of find out who Tim was, right? Um, mm-hmm. Meet meet extension, find the extensions of yourself, like different areas on on which you wanted to be, a different kind of person, and um, develop those qualities and then going back to something that you really, really enjoyed and to the to the people that you enjoyed and, and the area in which you wanted to work. I mean, that's very important for, for individuals to understand, too. I mean, even if we love something dearly and are growing, we get to, sometimes we get to a point where we stop growing and we stop, you know, everything sort of seems stagnant and dull and, Maybe it is time for a little bit of a change. Nobody says that you can't go back to, let's say, a job or or a situation um, mm. where you're. But you need to know that you want to develop yourself in in certain areas. I mean, that's why we're here. We're here to develop who we are and and what we are. Then getting stuck in a situation is is very. Un, I mean, we all know that that's an unhealthy part of what we do in our daily lives. We just get stuck. 
um, we get stuck because maybe we're afraid. Or we end up tra- or we end up uh, staying on that route, but end up going nowhere. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, and knowing and being true to yourself. I know it's it, it, it all sounds like cliche, cliche sort of things we're throwing out here, but being very true to yourself and listening to that, to your instincts and listening to that little voice in your head is extremely important on on staying healthy mentally and physically. And staying focused. And staying focused as well. I'm going to sort of half agree with you because sometimes not being focused is where we find you know, not staying oh, focused yeah. on I forgot what I want. Yeah, I always... forgot, again, I forgot about that. That uh, you don't, you won't really know the reason until you actually traverse the path. <laughs> so yes, focus, focus probably won't come until it comes. <laughs> yeah, there's always a good place for focus, um, but sometimes when we do fall into the, you know, not focusing, we find some some definite truths about ourselves and and about the situations that we're in. Because you get to to sort of spread out. And meditation, you know, I'm going to go back with meditation, and if meditation is mm-hmm. a word that sometimes scares people or goes, oh, yeah, what a bunch of crock. Meditation can be five minutes in the morning, five minutes before you go to bed, if you're having a bath or a shower, just anything, taking, you know, having yeah, a just, cup of coffee. Yeah, just taking time. Just taking, a taking time. And, yeah. And so asking yourself the important questions. You know, um, are you are you satisfied where you are? Are you satisfied in the situations that you are in? Are you, is it time to make maybe take another road or or take a little detour to to where you're going to find that journey and finding that journey on on the inside? I mean, it's all very well. Well, you know, I've got to go to the top of a mountain to find out who I am. Well, no, you don't, because you're still following you to that top of the mountain. And uh, it's the same person. No matter where you go, you have to stop, even if it's in your living room or in your backyard, and figure out who you are. Changing your scenery is not going to help you. It's uh, focusing on on what we are inward and what's speaking to us and and what's directing us um, spiritually and physically and mentally you've got to look inside and and find out what it is that that what's talking to you and and what you need to do uh and taking a chance is is one of those things as you have stated um we get to learn what we are and who we are all about mm-hmm. i've taken yeah. my life is full of of i seem to have a a 7 year it's either 5 or 7 years i'll stick with something for 5 or 7 years and it, yeah. Either it comes up where okay, I don't. I've learned as much as I can in this area. Um, I've reached the point where, yeah, I'm good. I've got it under control, or it just gets dull. So it's time to to move on to something else um, and expand my mind over here, or explore a different talent or part of myself over here, because there's so much to us. You know, we're not just one thing. So in in finding, again, your talents in different areas on those separate little journeys is quite rewarding because you find out that you, 
you as a human being, you know, have, have are multifaceted. There's there's so much to us. We're not just this one thing. You know, um, mm-hmm. we're not just a writer. We're not just a sales clerk. We're not just a mother. Uh, we're not just a wife or a, or a husband or a partner. There's so much to us, and yet so many of us get stuck into uh, into those roles. You know, what are you? Oh, I'm a mother. I'm a mother. I'm a wife and a mother. Well, no, that's what you do. That's not who you are. So that's <laughs> another thing. You know, it kind, your... remi- kind of you know, just to interrupt. It kind of reminds me, you know, the movie. You know, if you ever seen the movie Anger Management with with Adam Sandler, and when he first takes this, when takes the takes the takes the support class uh, that's run by 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 the Jack Nicholson character that he meets for the first time, and he's and he's at, and like he's asking, well, what what I think I think it was the well, what do you uh, sort of like like he yeah, like he tries to he try like he he talks about his, his he talks about what he um, Adam Sandler's character talks about what he does for a living and uh, but uh, Jack Nicholson's character says what what that, that, well that's what you know, he says well that's what um, well you're, that's what that's that's what you know, what your job is but what do you but what do you do, what do you do and he keeps asking that question. A question or something like that. Like I can't recall the, I can't really call the actual scene, but it's a good example of what, what you're talking about. Like like we're more than just like say our job or, or or as you say our roles. Right. Yeah. It well, I think that we forget it. You know, like we really do forget it. If you ask a person, and you meet them, the first thing is you know what do you do, and that. In our own minds, I think in the human mind, it we sort of put that a falsehood on what they do that that's what kind of person they would fall into, or what kind of personality they will fall into. If you um, picture a librarian or a lawyer, you've or your mind automatically goes to sort of what your picture of that person should be, uh, what their personality traits would be, what their interests are, and of course some of them. You'll be correct, but that still has nothing to do with what is inside of them and and what they enjoy to do and and what they feel, what they think, what their opinions are. It isn't a, it's surrounded just by the fact that they're a lawyer. I mean, if you say somebody's a lawyer, then you automatically say he must, they he or she must be a jerk, has no feelings, cold. Well, no, not necessarily at all, right? It's just those images that we put in our minds, and I think that we get stuck as human beings doing the same things to ourselves. Well, and yeah, sort of like when you you go, you sort of like yeah, you sort of get uh, you sort of you latch on to what the 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 paint the picture that your mind paints. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get all the time. Well, you're the mom. Well, yeah, I'm the mom, but just because I'm the mom doesn't mean that. You know, I automatically have to do all the laundry. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. What if yeah, I have to go? Th- yeah, it's interesting how they say that. The mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one that's supposed to cook the meals. Well, I don't, I, I didn't write any contract out for that. You know, I am um, don't have to do, fall under that category on, on feeding you every single moment when you're, 
capable of doing it yourself and and or just because I happen to be the mother and it just doesn't have to work that way and I find that a lot of people don't take the time to realize that they are more than what their title says and that again goes back to your personal journey that we need to take a look at and make sure that you walk walk through that that journey and with eyes wide open and asking questions continuously on why yeah. and what you're doing. Yeah, be pro, be sort of like uh, internally inquisitive. Very internally inquisitive. I mean, all of us have so much to give, and I think that we and to teach each other and and learn from each other, but we don't take that time to do that. We don't. It's you know, we've come to casual acquaintances and, and uh, you know, the Internet and all the other stuff. There, are, there aren't those real soul-touching moments like you've mentioned earlier happen quite as often. Or they could, but maybe we ignore them, you mm-hmm. know, or we, or we don't recognize them as or take recognition on what's happening and stop and realizing and say, whoa, you know, we're really connecting here. Let's sit down and talk, or or make sure that we, you know, don't lose this contact and explore those things. Uh, it's an extremely important part of our own personal journeys. And again, when we're touching our own personal journeys in that way, we're also expanding and, and touching on other people's journeys that way too. Because yeah, we're so enriching their yeah, in so their like life. A, yeah, sort of like a feeding off off one. Of, Feeding off one another's journey. Mhm. Yes, and and again, like I said earlier, with the meditation, five minutes. You know, whenever, even if you're getting in the car, getting out of the, whatever it is that you do, ask yourself what it is you want, what you really want to happen in your life, and where you want to see your life go, and how you want to see it develop and, and grow, and and what is it that's happening in your life right now that isn't happening and how can we get that to come about like how would you get that how would you start to make things happen that you're missing out on well not so just we're not that. about well, yeah not just ask but once you've once you've got once you get once you have that once you have uh, have that answer remind yourself <laughs> yeah remind yourself every day mhm i mean it's uh that's what we need to do did you did you reach a point where you knew what questions you were were asking yourself when you decided to take the leave of absence? Oh, uh, yeah. I, well, I sort of. Well, I, it's, there was sort of a fe- uh, like sort of a feeling of well, what now? What the question I asked myself was what what now? And I remember the one. Well, I remember one thing I did. One thing I did when I when the first time I found myself on my on embarking on that journey before I began it. When I got home, I took out. Uh, I went to to where I stored uh, some writing that I did, that I typed out, and even though it was, some of it wasn't complete or anything, even though it was just some of it was just tidbits, bits and pieces of stories, I basically took them out and then I, and then I just, and I just looked at them, and then I, and I said, uh, well, you're the, you're the only, you know, well, you're the uh, only, only, you're, well, you're the things in my life now well to that to that to that extent to as much as I can remember like I, I haven't 
I wrote an article on what what I actually said, and part of it, a part of the article actually illustrates what I actually said. But still, just mm-hmm. looking at my writing again, sort of like a, well, it's sort of like an acknowledgement of well, at least I got some, at least I got that, but at least I got that route. Right. And so I, I sort of like a reassurance kind of thing. Yeah, and and again, that's that's very important too. I mean, I guess my with my own journey, of course, was after so many deaths that occurred in our family, and and uh, I had no idea. One, particularly the one with your father, right? Particularly, yes, and. I had no idea that I wanted to work in grief um, as much as I did or work with people who are going through grief and working with people that were dying. Um, And when I found, sort of when I got directed in that, to that spot, (laughs) it was like this whole brand new world opened up. um, And I was alive again, you know. Um mm. I finally felt like I was doing something that meant something. Not only to me but I was giving back. Um and I had a purpose in life. I mean that's exact that the journey that I was taking gave me all of a sudden this newfound purpose that I didn't I had never felt before. Not even becoming a parent or or anything I mean, of course, those were huge journeys, you know, personal journeys there. But finding out that walking into a room with somebody who is very close to death and being able to be of service to them, um, I found out exactly who I was that I had never known, like, in before. And that took me on the journey that I'm on now, of course, on the path and, and where I'm going but it was remarkable. I mean, I couldn't even... If somebody asked me to describe that emotion I felt after walking out of a hospital room after being with a patient, knowing that I had done... that I had helped this gentleman be more comfortable, be more at ease, and, and be at peace for, you know, for a little while. On that his was journey. A great, on, on his, his journey. Yes. Yeah. That was the greatest gift that anybody could give me. Um, and the most, you know, it, it was life-changing. It was a life-changing moment. Oh, yeah. And, and I wanted to strive, and actually, you know, I, I decided, it took me maybe a week and decided that that was it. This is where I was going, and I would do, I changed a lot of things in my life so that I would have the opportunity to reach this goal or get closer to this goal. To go on, to embark on that journey. To embark on a brand new one. There, yep. and, and I had a lot of people around me going, you're insane. What are you doing? Hmm. I, this is the farthest thing from from who you are or what we know of you. And a lot of people going, nope, nope, this isn't for you. I, there's something wrong. You know, you need, you need to go talk to someone. <laughs> this is just not anything for you. Uh, and how did you address? And how did you address those backstreet back backseat drivers? At first, I found it. I was defensive. You know, I was extremely defensive. And then, 
I just started to ignore them, right, and and found different avenues to go. And, and some of the people that were so against what I was doing, I just, I ended up divorcing them. <laughs> but um, putting, putting up that, putting up that, uh, putting up that sort of distance, that kind of thing. Yeah, it it was it was a very there was a lot of turmoil in my life, but I knew that it and it was the right path to take. And and since then, Tim, it's been a a slow process, and it's been uh, of course a difficult one, but it's been one full of rewards, full of meeting new people. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you and making this friendship and talking to on the on. Anchor Radio. If I hadn't made those choices, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of like. And again, it goes back to what, to what I, to what I said, uh, to what I said. Those alternate, those alternate paths. Some sometimes when you're off the, off a path and on another one, sometimes it happens for a reason. Well, I do believe everything happens for a reason, and I think that everything that we do, there is a lesson that is evolved. Um, and I think they're all positive, and yes, some of them hurt like hell. And while you're oh, in yeah. the thick of them, but oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's al- there's always uh, there's always going to be ha- always going to be those hazard uh, hazards. Just like when you're travel, just like when you're traveling on the road, you re- you encounter rough weather. <laughs> mhm. Right. And, and and anything that we do takes a little bit of risk, unless you're going to wrap yourself in bubble wrap and and hang out in your house. I mean, everything takes risk, and and that's what it's about. And mm-hmm. uh, hope, and hopefully, we all do take that risk, in, you know, safely. Um, but we take a risk with ourselves and and our limitations, and what we think our limitations are, and and push them, and set, go, hey, you know, this is the right thing to do. That it isn't as scary as I predicted it was going to be. Just, or even or even with limitations, you just exa- just go have the courage to exa- examine them and, fi- and 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 ask yourself: Are these limitations real? <laughs> right, because I mean that's a very good point. Because those limitations are the ones that we usually put on ourselves, and we find out that they weren't weren't really there to begin with. Um, or 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 ascribed from outside sources. <laughs> or exactly. I mean, and, and that's a huge one. I mean, if we listen to our tribe, I mean, you know, family and friends, they always are going to think what's best for us or, or who we are or what we are, but really they don't. Nobody understands anybody perfectly. Um, oh, yeah, and, exactly. You know what? It reminds me of when we did... It reminds me of when we did visit my... When we did visit my family in in Toronto for 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 the Christmas holidays. And uh, now, when when we left for Ontario, and or when we just, or when we had the idea of leaving Ontario for British Columbia, I our like my the family on my side is very strict. It's not only Italian and Italian on my mother's side, but it is a very uh, traditional Italian struct Italian support structure, so to speak, where. The sin, the ultimate sin you can commit, regard, regard, the like leaving, being uh, distant from the family, mm. is what you would, uh, many would consider the ultimate sin. 
So uh, when Mom decided, and we decided eventually to get out of Ontario to get into a new life in British Columbia, you can only imagine the kind of reaction, the many re- the reactions from our more from our uh, reactions how came out that came out from the, our more traditionally minded uh, Italian relatives, particularly my uh, my grand my own even my own grandmother. Like when she fo- when my grandmother found out. She would not let my, my. She would not let my mother hear the end of her pro, of her protests, and mm-hmm. and and it came and what and I even though I and even though I have great respect and I still have some love left for my grandmother, even long after she's left us, I will never forget. I will never forget that one time when when we did when we did take the t- when we did take the time out of our schedule to answer the invitation to the Christmas gathering in the early 2000s. We traveled by train. It was a long distance from BC to, to um, back to Toronto by train. And we st- we uh, managed to hold up at my grandmother's place. We stayed there. We we uh, we reestablished connections with the family. But I remember one time when I was with my mother and again and then my grandmother Gave her, gave her hell, for, gave her hell for the for the for the decision she made to leave uh, Toronto, to leave Ontario and go to British Columbia again, and mm-hmm. that was, and that and to me and to me looking back on it, that was the most, that was very different. That and even mom, and mom didn't didn't like that, didn't appreciate that, and was really offended when she when she when she when grandmother let her know about that. And vi- very harshly, I might add, as only as a very harsh, and mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking, you know what? That is compl- that is really disrespectful. I mean, think about this. We took the t- we took the time, we took the time. We answered your invitation. We got on that train. We went a long distance for many days to co- fr- to get from British Columbia to Ontario to Toronto to be with you. To be with to be with family again, and this and and you and you start this in, and then you start offend, offend, and then you start getting on mom's ba- mom's back again for that for that for the decision she made will, willingly of her own accord I might add. Mm-hmm. I mean that was that was I found that particularly insulting as well because we again we took the time we got we. And, we fulfilled your your invitation, and this is and this is how you tra- and this is how you treat mom. I mean, I mean, God. I mean, I will never Good forget son. that. I'll, ne- I'll never forget. I n- I never forgotten that. But, uh, but well, I never forgotten that. But uh, but that, but then I I start I felt I started getting a little more. I start I st- and even mother felt uh, started getting less bitter about that experience to the to the point where we we still visit them family again for for weddings for example and even for my own grandmother's funeral. Mm-hmm. But uh, even then, at my grandmother's funeral, they, uh, there were a lot of people from, that came from Italy itself, and they were also of the mind that you do not leave, you do not leave fa- you do not uh, put up a distance between uh, with from family, and they too were pretty. Uh, not agreeable with what mom did, and she and they 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 subtly showed it at the funeral. Yeah, well, so, unfortunately, that's the tribe again. That's the tribe. The tribe what mentality. I call 
the, the tribe, tribe mentality. mentality. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much guilt that goes along with that, which unfortunately, but it sounds like your mother, you know, she had her reasons and and thought what was best for the kids. Stuck, and she stuck by her decision. Well, then your mother's reasoning that was perfect because she obviously made the right decision. She felt she made the right decision for you and, and your sister, right? Exactly. And and uh, and it probably helps her out a lot that to see that her fam, like her children, are behind her. I mean, and were behind her. That's probably gave her the extra strength to, to stay with that decision, and hopefully not have to have the compounded guilt on top of everything else. But yeah, it it tribal. Rules and regulations um, are very difficult to break, unfortunately. Especially when you're, uh, when you, uh, especially if they're uh, if they're based on rigid traditions <laughs> in the past, yeah. especially in past. <laughs> well, coming from a an Italian, a strict t- Italian family, yes, there would be lots of cultural traditions in there. Especially rules dry, unspoken. Especially, uh, Especially uh, strict ad- adherence to that to those traditions. Well, I bet, I bet. But I have to say, you know, you go to to Italy, and and I've never experienced such warm, friendly, loving people. Even with the language barrier, there's still the Italians everywhere we went were loving and giving and helpful, and it was a beautiful experience. I would love That's to go great. back there. Well, that's great. That's well, that's great. That's greatly great about that. But uh, yeah, but it touches back on you know the kind of the, the distance you had. Well, the well the distance you had to put up with people who weren't exactly on your weren't exactly in favor of of the decisions you made when you went on your own journey, right, Colleen? Right. Yeah. And and everybody, I think that I mean, again, I'm going to go back to the same point. We all do have our journeys. We all need to be able to find out and experience who we are soulfully, like in our soul, in our gut, um, not just the picture that we paint for ourselves or and allow other or our feel the people have painted, our families and friends have painted for us. Uh, and you know we get that all the way along the way, all the way through school. We have people's opinions of who we are. We hear them all the time, constantly. Well, you know, she can do this and she can do that, but she's not very good at that, so she should be sticking in this area. Well, that might be true in in that section, you know, of your of your life at that moment, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're going to turn out to be, or or you're not going to learn how to develop that skill later on in life. Yeah. Um, so getting rid of those ghosts and the voices from your past and, and your present and the expectations of others on what they put on you or what what you think they put on you. Getting the, to the soul of who you are and taking that soulful journey, I believe, is one of the healthiest things that we can do for both mind, body, and spirit because we find out who the essence of what we are and who we are. And that's it's the greatest journey of all. 